Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. interesting story in the life of King David and in the Bible as a whole. And many of you may never have heard about Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, crippled through a terrible accident which made him lame and unable to walk. If we read back in chapter 4, we hear that when she heard the news that Saul and Jonathan were killed in battle, Mephibosheth's nurse grabbed him up and tried to flee with him to protect him, but instead he tripped and fell and becoming lame in both his feet. He was five years old at that time. He was hidden away in case anyone wanted to take his life as a potential threat to the throne, which he wasn't since he was crippled. Now the Bible has different messages on what it means to be disabled or other-abled, as some like to say today. And if we're honest, we live in a world that has a lot of mixed messages about this topic as well. Are people whose bodies don't have the same abilities as others so different from those with what we might call normal abilities that we have to view them differently? Are those who lack certain abilities, like the ability to hear, to speak, to walk, etc., somehow less than those who do have those abilities? Does it mean that they don't have as much to offer in the way of contributing to society or to the church? Well, I pray we already know the answer to those questions, but we're going to dig into what it means to have different abilities. There's a lot we should consider when we see people around us that have abilities different from our own. Now, normally, Our first reaction says a lot about how we see those with varying abilities, especially those who seem to lack what we call normal abilities. Think about how you respond. How do you react to people with different ways of doing things because of a physical difference or different ways of thinking about things because their brains don't work the same way, or people who are just plain different in lots of ways. As we are called to celebrate our cultural differences, what would it look like to celebrate our different abilities? Well, first, let's think about Mephibosheth. He was lame in both feet, unable to walk without assistance. What do you think people thought or felt when they saw him? I think it's a safe guess that pity was one emotion that most people felt. We've all been there, right? We see a person using crutches or a wheelchair and our face falls while we reflect that pity, which we often know is from our compassion on our faces. And I can't speak for you, but I then try not to look at them directly. I wouldn't want them to think I'm staring at them, which I'm sure does happen a lot. It can be very uncomfortable for both parties. People people will often whisper to the one they're with, too, and certainly the person with the disability knows it. Mephibosheth had probably learned to deal with all that, too. He was the former king's grandson, a member of the royal family, but he was looked down upon because he couldn't stand up like other men. He needed help to get around, and that was considered a sign of weakness. And maybe it was. It's hard to say. 
but he had to live with those stares and whispers all his life. But then something miraculous happens. King David summons him. Well, I'm not sure he thought it was miraculous at first. David was the king now, and most kings had their rivals' families exterminated to keep them from trying to take the throne. So he was probably very nervous about it all, which is why he falls down at David's feet in an act of obeisance. This should let David know he isn't a threat, so maybe he will spare his life. But David calms his fears, saying, Don't be afraid, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul, and you yourself shall eat at my table always. My guess is he was pretty stunned. It was rather unprecedented. This descendant of Saul who had tried over and over to kill David, whose grandfather saw David as the enemy, is now a welcomed guest at the king's table. And not only that, but all his family's fortunes have been restored to him, giving him status and privilege. In a world where being crippled and on the losing side of the battle for kingship, we're both considered enough to be an outcast. Mephibosheth has given his dignity back, and he really didn't do anything to earn it. Now, maybe he knew of David's friendship with Jonathan, but here he learns the depth of that friendship and the faithfulness of King David to that friendship. Now, the word translated here as kindness is the Hebrew word hesed, which is by definition a faithful, steadfast love that puts that love into action. And it's also translated as loving kindness. Out of David's love for his friend Jonathan, he continues to be faithful to his promise and commitment by showing hesed, or loving kindness to Jonathan's son. When we talk about people with physical disabilities, we could see that those different abilities or lack of certain abilities can bring us many emotions. As I said before, some of us can feel pity, compassion, a strong desire to help. We may want to engage people and talk to them about their struggles. On the other hand, we may not know what to say or do, and it can cause us to try to ignore people with different abilities because we don't want to make them stand out or embarrass them. How do you react when you encounter someone with obviously different abilities? Think about that. Or if you're someone who happens to be differently abled, how do you feel when you are treated? How do you feel you are treated? <coughs> excuse me, when you encounter someone with what society calls normal abilities. Do you somehow feel less than others or not as useful because of your lack of certain abilities? <coughs> One thing I've come to understand is that we are all kind of taught to see these other abilities or lack of certain abilities as somehow, like in Mephibosheth's case, a sign of weakness or having less value than anyone who happens to have those abilities. That's why we often pity them for what they aren't able to do. And we may, in our hearts, thank God that we are able to have fully functioning bodies and find it hard to engage people without them because we don't really want to think about how it would feel if it were us. 
But those reactions, are they the ones that God wants us to have? Certainly, I believe God wants us to be grateful for all the benefits we enjoy from our bodies. We have hearts that beat correctly, minds that can process things, hands that can reach out, feet that help us get around, eyes that can see this beautiful world, and ears that can hear the wonderful sounds around us, like the voice of someone we love or birds chirping in the morning. They are gifts God has given us, and we should be thankful. So does that mean we should be somehow less grateful or feel slighted when we might lose or don't have those abilities? Do we think it's some sort of punishment for some sin in our lives? That could be what we've been taught. I know some people think that way. <coughs> but I'll argue that Scripture says we should be more grateful I know that's easy to say because I haven't had to deal with those daily struggles of having to overcome the loss or lack of a particular function like hearing. But we are all given what we need for each day and the challenges we face from anything. And we always face them with God at our side. Our challenges in life, especially our physical challenges, give us precious gifts that we would not have any other way. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, To keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given to me in the flesh. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Through the grace of God, we grow stronger when we face challenges. And people with physical challenges have to overcome a lot each and every day from dealing with people's reactions to their disability, to their frustration at getting around and trying to overcome those barriers we put up to that, to wrestling with their own sense of self-esteem. How much courage it must take each and every day to get up and get moving and knowing that it's going to be hard, but they do it anyway. Often, they can be singled out, left on the sidelines, as those fully functioning people don't believe they have much to offer. But if we just look at the strength they develop to overcome, who better to teach us how to deal with life's challenges than someone who does it every day? As people of God, we should welcome and include people of all abilities because each person, no matter what their abilities, has something wonderful to contribute to the family of God, something to teach us or add to our ministries and mission. I've seen as people get older and lose some of their abilities, they start to feel useless with less to offer. But my experience is that they have a world of experience and wisdom, a story of perseverance and more to offer. Remember that if you're dealing with that situation. We all have something to share. I think about people with Down syndrome who teach us how to be joyful in all things. 
to trust blindly and to see the goodness all around them and not worry about tomorrow. I think about people with cerebral palsy who also seem to be joyful and have more strength in their little finger than I have at times. People who face those challenges have a lot to contribute and a lot to teach us. To be welcoming to those with physical challenges means looking around at our facilities and seeing how we can relieve those obstacles to their full participation. We had someone signing today to show us how we can better communicate with those who lack the ability to hear. Currently, no one in a wheelchair or mobility impaired can access our Sunday school wing or the chancel area up here. We take a good look at our accessibility each year for charge conference and we have received a silver certificate from the conference every year that I've been here. But to get gold means there's still some stuff we need to do. What can we do to be more inclusive and welcoming of people with different abilities? As we encounter people with different abilities, we can remember that whether physically, mentally, or internally, we are all dealing with challenges some are just easier to see. The Bible talks of some of our great leaders in the Bible, in the faith, like Isaac, who in the end was blind, but managed to bless the future of the Israelites through Jacob. Moses stuttered and couldn't speak very well, yet he was able to lead a nation to the promised land. Jacob wrestled with God and ended up with a limp. Yet he fathered a nation and helped give birth to Jesus, his descendant and our savior. Jesus often touched, reached out and included those with physical challenges, including them and loving them when the world said they were unclean and untouchable. He saw their value, claimed them as his own, and they became great evangelists, sharing the love that had been given to them in a mighty way. And the truth is, is that we're all disabled at some point in our lives, whether after surgery, breaking a leg, arthritis, heart attacks, whatever. We can and should remember that we are all children of God with something to offer, no matter what our abilities. And then there's the grace of learning how to receive help and assistance from others. That is a gift that we all need to learn more about. Those of us who have found the love of God, the love we've been given in Christ, should know that we, like Mephibosheth, are called to the table of the Lord, the King. Broken as we are, fallen as we are, we are all sinners in need of grace. We were lost, but now we are found. We were outcasts through our sin, but now we are invited to eat at the table of the king for the rest of our lives. And once Mephibosheth was seated at the king's table, no one could see his crippled feet. He was whole and complete like everyone else at the table. The same is true of us all. We all have some challenge, some brokenness we are facing, some visible and some hidden from sight. Yet Jesus calls us all to sit with him, eat with him, and shares his love, his hased, with us unconditionally. 
When we welcome all people, no matter what their abilities, with love and grace as whole and complete people, just as they are, working to include them in every way possible, seeing everyone as valuable, worthy children of God, we will all grow in grace and love. So now we're going to play a video of a song that made me aware of this story. It was written because of this story. And it has a lot to say about the grace of God for you, for me, and for everyone that is welcome to the table.